0: Hail Varsity Radio is live. Now, back to Schmidty. Schmidty's a great guy, but he don't have a brain. And Elijah. You want me to speak we When I point you yet. Yeah. On Hail Varsity Radio.
1: Back with you, we're winding down hour one. It's Hail Varsity presented by Currency, Chris and Elijah. Fake Will Bolt chimes in and says: Next time you're heading through Valentine, the peppermill is a really good small town bar to hit. And uh, I love that. I like between Chinese restaurant suggestions and uh, small town Nebraska bars. We have quite the food and drink options. Yeah, we're
0: getting our money's worth in a free shout out Monday,
1: something like that. <laughs> now, we ought to kind of carry that through uh, the football seasons. Four eight nine twelve forty, four eight nine, twelve forty. Uh Todd wanted me to to know that third and nine. A lot of times it was 3rd and 9 was due to penalties, quote, dummy. Yeah, I I get that. There were penalties, especially in the 2021 season. Let's not kid ourselves. There wasn't a great first down run or a second down run, even though Nebraska would try a lot of times. 3rd and 9, I would say it'd be 50-50. A lot of the the long down and distance for Nebraska football the last few years on 3rd down, was due to inadequate run game. Mm-hmm. But I do concede that,
0: yeah, penalties for sure were problematic. And that's one thing that's been swept under the rug a little bit. I mean, people just don't think about it. The fact that Nebraska actually did better than their opponents last year in terms of penalty yardage and, and penalties. Like, there's going to be penalties in football. That's mm-hmm. how it goes. Uh, but the fact that Nebraska – was better than their opponents in the penalty department last year, I think would surprise a lot of people. It's something that nobody talks about. Nebraska did, in fact, get better better with the penalties last season. If there's one thing you can say, it's mostly following the regime change of Frost. Nebraska was pretty clean. They played pretty clean football following that. So... I'm not saying we need to disregard penalties as being something to to watch out for in year one under Rule because it's a new coaching staff and maybe you haven't focused on that but Nebraska did in fact clean up the the penalty area of their game last season.
1: So we hear from Matt Rule on Saturday, went down to post scrimmage and uh, listened to coach and the good news is, is uh, Teddy should be good to go. That sounds uh, very good for Nebraska football. Uh, you also have Marcus Washington that's on the way but overall uh, from an injury standpoint those were the the two bigger nuggets for me Uh, but Rule touched on his post scrimmage thoughts as he weighed in Nebraska not quite to Minnesota prep as uh, today is an off day for the Big Red yesterday was more of a meeting day they'll get back at it and we'll hear from Satterfield tomorrow but here's Coach Rule on uh, that post scrimmage.
2: I thought it was a lot of fun first of all it was really hot which was great um you know, we were able to get uh, get a bunch of plays with the young guys at the end. You know, during the Boneyard Bash, had the band out there, had a bunch of students there. Um, thought we played really strong on defense again. I think you know, uh, guys are really settling into the defense. So that the offense put together uh, some nice drives. Had some had some you know, some of the issues we had last week in terms of procedure and clock. Those all went away. And I thought it was a, a, a step in the right direction. You know, definitely a step in the right direction. So you know, have to watch the tape and see exact. You know, who who, who performed well. You know, a couple. We had one or two players that put the ball on the ground a couple times on offense. You know, I'm not going to indict. Everyone for that, but you know, we have, we have a guy, uh, really two guys that has to protect the ball better. But um, yeah, you know, I think our defense is definitely being physical and hitting. So, still some work to do in the kicking game. You know, still some work to do on offense and on defense. But I like where we're at right now.
1: Elijah, you had uh, your own set of eyes. Well, not you physically specifically, but you have uh, those close to the Elijah Herbal orbit uh, in uh, in the
0: stands. Yeah, my little sister. It's her first year in the Cornusker marching band. So, first off. Congrats to Lay making the Cornhusker Marching Band. Everyone's coming to the game for you. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. Uh, also, her report. Especially the last 10 years. Uh, she said, Boneyard Bash was hot and boring. Good, I guess. <laughs> One thing I'll say, and this is coming from her, not a big football fan, uh, but she she does watch and follow the game. Uh, wide receivers kept dropping easy passes. Ah.
1: Did she specify if they were experienced wide receivers or they were young? I don't think
0: she would even know from her experience, but that is one thing to note from the Boneyard bash. Her eyes is that the the wide receivers were dropping some passes out there and the offense was boring, which, hey, it's the Big Ten. Your offense is supposed to be a little bit boring in the Big Ten, but the the drop passes are, are something to be concerned about.
1: More from Rule, what he likes, what impresses him about the defense. This might be what you hang your hat on for Nebraska early when we talk about win probability.
2: Yeah, I just think they they, they, they they run and hit, they tackle, they run and tackle really well. Um, uh, they were playing the run game well and creating some negative plays. Um, as I said they knocked the ball out a couple of times. They're really physical, so um, you know that that uh, I'd say that's their that's their strength. Just kind of that flocking the ball and striking people. They're they're doing that at a high level. Does it sound? Or are you they giving up any big plays? Uh, um, we're giving up some in, in practices. I, I, I don't, I can't remember what it was today. Um, Maybe one, one, but they're not. They're not giving up. A, I mean, we're certainly sound. I mean, I wouldn't allow it to not be sound. You know. Um, now, does a guy get blocked sometimes in a play hit? Yeah, absolutely. But, um, but for the most part, I think we're playing good team defense.
1: So, I don't expect this defense to have to be 0-9 good. Nor can they be 0-9 good from a personnel standpoint. At least on their face right now, uh, 0-9 had to be perfect about every Saturday. You're not going to be perfect every Saturday. You're going to get creased a couple of times. But your offense can't be anemic or uh, either all foam or no beer or all beer, no foam. I mean, you you can't rely on the big play. You've got to have some consistency, Elijah, to what you want to do well offensively, and it's got to work. However you get points, uh, there needs to be a little bit more of a methodical part to this offense this year, where you can put a drive together, you may have a, a big play within that drive. Great, but it can't be reliant this year like last on throwing a punt up the Palmer.
0: And when was the last time you think Nebraska had that methodical offense that could go march up and down the field? Did you have to go back to the Divine Zigbo year with I think Scott Frost's first year because you had the the consistent rushing attack
1: by and- the last by the last the last fourth of 18 yeah. but that there was a lot of big plays in the run game and you had uh, of course you had Stanley in the passing game that was big you had just a, a great mix when we go back to the uh, the Taylor era of Amir being able to rip off a big run or even you know Tommy's first year or second year where you could find a Kenny Bell or an Anunwa or you'd have Amir break one off i mean they they had a lot of
0: Really good talent. And I think you have to go back to the Pliny years to be the last time you could feel like Nebraska would consistently get to second and manageable.
1: Well, they were, they were scoring 35 a game I, in the Big
0: Ten. And but that's the last time. Like More often than not, Nebraska on first down is going to find a way to get to second and less than seven. Sure. That was probably the Pliny years the last one I have to go back to, or maybe the 2016 year. They,
1: they had an offensive line and a running back that could go get you third and three. Mm,
0: funny how that works. Funny how having Period. an offensive line and a running back gets your uh, gets you methodical offense in the Big Ten.
1: Let's talk about Sims and turnovers. Coach Rule addressed it.
2: Yeah, just taking care great care of the ball. You know, I, I think uh, when the Big Ten Network came, they talked about him. You know, being the highest in college football in terms of returning turnovers. I I, I wouldn't have ever suspected that because just just being around him. So I went back and watched them. You know, and there there was a lot of times he. You would say they were probably not his fault. You know, he was getting hit, you know, or, or someone got hit and dropped the ball. I think Jeff's taking great care of the ball. Um, it's a fine line, right? Like, you know, we talk about the toxic battle here. It's an old Brian Billick stat, you know. We want, to, we want to win the turnover battle, but also win the explosive play battle. So we can go out there and go into a shell and not, not turn the ball over ever, but, you know, go three and out. It's the same thing, right? So um, we want to be explosive, and I think Jeff is learning that line of when to be explosive, when not, um, when to take a chance and when not to. So uh, we don't want to play scared. That's the biggest thing for this group is they can't play scared. So, uh, but I think he's done a really nice job, Steve. I think he's I think he's playing really good football, and there's still a lot to learn. You know, I know we're playing on 831. Um, but there's a lot of games after that. And so we're just trying to get better and better and better and better and better every day. So uh, I think I think we'll see him play really good football this year. And now.
0: And now, back to Hale Varsity Radio.
1: One final time this hour. Ten minutes away from Mr. Blackshirt Charlie McBride. A Monday with Charlie. The Blackshirt Hour. Uh, with Jay Moore, so Jay Bird going to be uh, following Coach McBride, twelve forty, talking a little bit here about Coach Rule and his post scrimmage thoughts. So the topic of RB one and Gabe Irvin and Anthony Grant and the rest of that running back that running back room, Ramir Johnson, Emmett Johnson. Here's Coach on why Gabe is right now top of that depth chart.
2: For us, I think we feel like Gabe is clearly the, the number one guy. Ramir, uh, clearly the third down back and still a runner, right? But Ramir's ability to track protections and catch the ball in the backfield is pretty special. I think you know, every scout that comes in here, I tell them all, like, hey, I had Michael Hasty at Baylor still playing. I said, that, he's just like him. He can run option rounds, choice routes. So I, I think Ramir's got a future. Ramir has a little tweak to his me. So you asked about the injury report. Should be back this week. Just kind of got tight on him the other day, so we held him. Um, but should be fine. So, you know, I think kind of situationally, those two guys, and then Anthony is as, you know, when the ball's in his hands, Anthony's elite running the football. Uh, Anthony just, you know, he's put the ball on the ground too much. He's fumbled the ball too much, and um, no matter how talented you are, if you fumble the football, you can't play for us. So you know, we're, we're going to continue to work on it with AG. He's had a good camp up until the last couple of days and turn, sort, of, sort of turned the ball over, but it's been a, it's been an issue. And um, I normally wouldn't say that out loud, but I'll say it because Anthony, um, you know, he, he, he knows exactly, hey, I've got to conquer this. But when he's right, he sees it as well as anybody. And then we have, to me, we have a one, two, three punch, and then, I'd say Emmett Johnson is, you know, he's in the running to be our starting kick returner. And Emmett's um he's a he's a versatile all around back. And um I think he can help us as well.
1: So that's the rundown, and you've got some reality there with, with Grant because you know the potential and you know some of the pitfalls now. And that's holding on to the football and you don't want it to Yeah, it's a physical thing of taking care of the ball, but it's also it can be a mental thing where you're you're worried about it. And like for Amon Green, when I talk about Amon, Amon would wear these elbow pads to help kind of dial back how much he sweat. That's why he fumbled. It wasn't a technique thing for him. It's a, re, a real thing where he, that part of his body, he just would excessively sweat and... Get the football to pop out. Last side here from Coach Rule on what he specifically likes about Irvin. Irvin's got the size, the speed, the power, and of course um, that uh, that hunger going for him.
2: I, I didn't see him before, so I can't say. You know, I just from the day I got here, I was like, wow, that's what they're supposed to look like. You know what I mean? Like, he's big, he's powerful. Um, you know, he can, run, he can run behind his pads. He can run inside zone, outside zone, power counter, anything you want to run duo. Um, he's good in protection. Uh, he's he's uh, he's consistently still trying to work on his hands. His hands are the number one thing that keeps him from being on the field all three downs. But he he can catch. He just has to you know it's what he's working on. But uh, you know it's very rarely that you have a guy that's you know 225 pounds and also runs 44. You know what I mean? And has lateral movement. So you know I know he started as a freshman. I know he had that injury. Um, but I you know I can't imagine him any better than that kid. So um, I've been impressed with him since the day we got here.
1: This is a nice uh, A, B, C, and D list for one Gabe Irvin. Reminder about your uh, friends at the Nebraska Department of Highway Safety Office. They tell you to buckle up. Hands on the wheel, eyes in mind. Straight ahead, the driver has one job. That's to drive. A message from the Nebraska Department of Highway Safety Office. Charlie McBride coming up on Monday with Charlie and uh, Jay Moore. The Blackshirt Hour. Hale Varsity continues, presented by Currency.